0: you consider yourselves to be rule breakers as opposed to rule followers. When I think back to when I was younger, I definitely say I was a rule follower. Everything I did was to please someone else. My parents, my teachers, my friends. I did things to fit in and I often sought validation from others. It wasn't until I got older and I got some life experience that I realized that rules are meant to be broken. That living my life boldly and unapologetically on my own terms was what happiness and living meant for me. Today's guest, on the other hand, has never thrown out the rule book because she never played by the rules in the first place. In her own words, she is crazy and not everyone's cup of tea, but I think that's often because there is a truth to a lot of what she says that many people are uncomfortable with. Shahad was born in Iraq and spent three years in Indonesia before moving to New Zealand. She is deeply spiritual and is passionate about helping women become more financially savvy. We are sitting under the beautiful sunshine with this amazing platter that you've put on and the cicadas are singing and I don't know, I just feel like this really epitomizes the kind of life that you live for yourself, just doing things your way doing yes. things so that make you. you happy
1: yes thank you for coming over I'm all about platters as you can see like <laughs> That's amazing. you guys let's just throw something together instead and yeah I like having this kind of life like I love people coming over making themselves feel at home I fucking absolutely hate rules I'm all about that nowadays like just live in the moment even though I love to fucking plan for the future. I could tell you my whole plan till I'm 70. But I've learned to appreciate the moments more. And I make sure I ask myself every single day, like, am I happy? Did I do something little that made me happy today?
0: So, yeah. Have you always been like that?
1: I think I've gone through phases in my life. Like, if you ask people, I've always tried to be different and stand out. I don't want to be a sheep like everyone else. We came to New Zealand, and I think I didn't kind of lose that but the Kiwi culture is very relaxed and sometimes I feel like I'm very out there you know so I tried to kind of dim myself a little bit and just focus on my studies and stuff and I went through that in high school I think at the beginning of high school yes I had that and I was fucking amazing and did that and then I kind of lost that when I didn't want to do the drugs and the sex and stuff because that's that was the cool thing to do but I chose not to do it so you kind of lose that and you kind of start making I don't know you feel shit about yourself or you don't fit in or something you know so then I actually continued studying in high school and when my last year of high school I got top student for finance so I felt like that gave me my power back I'm like oh I proved everyone wrong so I'm all about proving people wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think and anyone who knows you knows that about you, right? Yeah,
1: and I think that comes from my culture because we grew up where men take control over everything, and women are just supposed to kind of stay at home, cook and clean, and make themselves look pretty at night time when the man comes to you. And you know, in our culture, men can up have up to four wives. Like my granddad had fucking seven. You know, so uh, <laughs>
0: just to clarify, you're Muslim. Yes, I'm Muslim and
1: I'm from the Middle East, so my dad's from Dubai, my mom's from Iraq, um, but I was born in Iraq and yeah, we went to Indonesia because my parents were like, let's go, we want a good future for our kids and we lived there for three years and then we decided to come to New Zealand and I think coming to New Zealand was quite difficult because the cultures were really different it was very quiet here like I'm used to the hustle and the bustle you know we just kept on studying and that was part of the thing like I never kind of wanted to go to uni but my parents pushed me and when I went and I actually enjoyed it and didn't also want to do finance but hey i wanted to prove people wrong and <laughs> i did that because people told you that women shouldn't do finance yeah well we were actually one day we were just outside at the uni campus and we were just chilling having a few drinks and someone said like i was like okay i've picked marketing as one of and i might do international business cuz my plan was to go to dubai and just lived there or my family lived there my uncles and stuff so I was like okay cool I'll do that but then I remember being in a class and everyone's like no females can't actually do finance and I was like you know what I will do finance and I will prove you wrong (laughs) so so I did that and I actually enjoyed finance and I remember financial planning was my favourite part of thing like just being able to go out with people who talk about them seeing how they spend money and just planning for the future really so i went to a finance company and that finance industry was all brokers so it was full of majority of males so i was like actually i want to be a broker as well because there isn't much brokers out there especially um, females like me And I wanted to be different and you don't see a lot of Middle Eastern girls doing that. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do that. During that period, if you kind of wanted to go and live with your partner, you had to be married. So I kind of did the Muslim marriage because... I just wanted to respect my parents so that's one thing like I know I did a lot of shit that didn't make them happy um, part of them was that that relationship but it was just like you know what that's the least I can do for you so yeah I did that I moved in with my partner and then I was like maybe I'm gonna like I don't know go overseas or change something and then I got pregnant and I think that that was my really downhill period I got high premises I got six I was home for nine months con- Constantly vomiting I didn't connect with anyone like I was lost from the world when I gave birth I was like okay maybe this is what you're supposed to do I left my job and I started working just doing world's trust estates for people and I was like okay so I'm listening to old people every day going to all these dementia homes and yeah I listen to people talk about their story every day and how they're gonna die and I was like holy shit what is my story gonna be and it was boring as fuck. <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah, so at that stage, what was your story going to be? My story was
1: going to be, it started off exciting, came to New Zealand, did this finance thing, went to uni, proved the whole world wrong. And then I got pregnant and just doing a Monday to Friday job. I kind of know where I'm going with it, but there's not really any growth. I do love my daughter and what I was doing at the time, but something was missing. I just felt really, yes, really suffocated. I felt like, who the fuck is Shahad? And I admire my mom for just giving up her whole life and becoming a mom, but... I didn't want to do that, and I somewhat felt like I was heading in that direction. So I was like, you know what, I'll buy a house, I'll settle down. I did all that, and it was a beautiful home in Gulf Harbor, and just everything was really good. But I'd ask myself every day, like, am I happy? And I didn't feel happy, you know? So,
0: yeah, so I think- you felt like that, and then you continued to do all the stuff that you thought Correct, would make yeah. you happy because i was reaching out to people and
1: i was saying look i feel a certain way so they're like i think Shahid, it's your career because you're not in financing anymore you're doing this type of job which you don't actually enjoy that job actually taught me a lot it taught me a lot about living in the moment and appreciating your friends and family like that was really important But yeah, I think whenever I wanted to make a decision, everyone's like, "Well, have you tried this? Have you done this?" So I wanted—I'm a type of person that I need to finish the whole book. I can't just be half-ass. I need to actually try everything. So I wouldn't look back and say, "Hey, I could have done this and I didn't do this." So I did everything that the book said but I'm like fuck off this book is not working out for me like you know (laughs) it's just the wrong book and I didn't know how to accept things for how they were and I didn't imagine my life to be like that even though there was absolutely nothing wrong with it but it was just settling for something that seemed right and
0: that's what everyone else was doing and
1: it just didn't make me happy. Um, Was there
0: a moment where you realized like shit this is not for me and you started to turn it around yeah so i was just like this is really not for me
1: like i'm just really not happy so that first step that i took was going into my job and i remember having a meeting with the team leader at the time and i kind of got up and i was like you know what i resign effective immediately and i walked out of there and i'm like holy fuck that felt so good like wow um And that moment was a big wake-up call. I was like, I don't fucking know what I'm going to do. I don't have an income, but fuck it. I'll figure it out, you know? So I took time off that. I actually went to Sweden before that. So I went overseas with my family and just my daughter, and that made me realize a few things. Like, I I realized at that moment, okay, like, I kind of have lost who shahadas when i went overseas by myself without my partner because when you get married and have a partner you spend a lot of time with them so you both become each other and i realized that and some people like you know they like that and that's fine but i didn't like that i I've become a mum. I've given up the career that I've wanted I've settled down I've just completely lost me so I came back from Sweden and I felt like that gave me a good push and then when I resigned effective immediately and they tried to call me just come back and work your notice I was like no like I've said these things enough and I'm very loyal to my job but I was like, "Uh uh-uh. So I wrote them a big two emails about all the things that I thought wrong was with the company. I'm not going to mention it. So that kind of made me feel like me again, doing something very risky. Not everyone would just, you know, have a mortgage and have a child. They just wouldn't resign effective immediately. Obviously, I went through my breakup, but we were still like living in the same house so um at that point um my ex was also supporting me and it was just kind of like are you actually going to get a job but i'm like no i want to work for this company which i'm working for craig's investment partners and i was like i want to be there and at that point that's when i started doing self-therapy and realizing oh my god i've actually forgotten who shahad is so i've actually lost who I am I've lost the fire in me even though I'm a water element and I'm all about that spiritual world and but um there's a lot of fire in <laughs> um, and working on that again and trying and that goes back to my culture what did I do before how was I with my family and then looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like do I like what I see you know and I didn't you know so I started changing those little things about me um what what did you not like specifically? I was looking at myself from the outside and I was like, okay, what sort of conversations am I having? Do I like the way that I look? Am I glowing? Am I having growth conversations? And the answers were no to all of that. And I looked at my goal list and none of that had me on it it was just like my house my daughter my husband my this my family my mom my sister my friends and I'm like where the fuck is me you know and I didn't like that and I think it wasn't I didn't like what I was seeing it was I didn't when I started saying all my thoughts out and looking in the mirror I started realizing my environment inside of my head is really unhealthy but I'm like you know what, I'm a mum now, I should just be comfortable, like, this is my life, and I was like, no, fuck off, this is not my life, like, fuck that shit, I can still be Shahad, and I can be a mum, and I can be crazy, and I could also be comfortable, and
0: I can be whatever fuck I want to be, like, you know? When you take these risks,
1: Mm.
0: is there a part of you that thinks, is it too much, is it too risky of course there's always that part of me
1: and and I always ask myself I'm like okay what is the worst that's gonna happen like I die is <laughs> that, you know? and I'm just like if I didn't do that I'm the type of person if I go at sleep I ask my question like there's a tick box that I tick. I'm like okay did that make me happy am I gonna keep thinking about that And I just think about the simple things. I'm like, okay, I've got a house, which I own myself. So my daughter's secure in that aspect. And I always say, what is the worst that can happen? Like, seriously, what is the, to me, the worst that could happen is I die. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to die. So I'm going to do this, you know, some people, their finance and money is a big fear for them. It stops them from doing a lot of things. I feel like that comes to actually, manifesting everything you want and I honestly truly believe in that I know it sounds very spiritual and I understand not many people are very spiritual but when you read and you educate your brain and you realize that us humans we have so much potential like where did all these crazy ideas come from it's
0: because we created them we actually did that ourselves can me clarify. So manifestation is not just thinking about something you want and just expecting it to happen, right? So a lot of people think that. They're like, okay, I'm going to fucking sit here and I'm going to be a
1: hippie and I'm going to manifest all this shit, you know, and it's just going to come and knock the door. No, that's not how it works. You have to manifest it and you're given opportunities in life. Well, this is the way I explain it to myself. And you always have to be aware of those opportunities. And when those opportunities come, you have to work. Your ass off. People they have these opportunities when they manifest some things and they miss the opportunities because they do not want to put in the hard work. So you manifest, you get the opportunity, and then you work your ass off and you achieve that. That's how it works. I say I say this actually a lot. It's a Denzel Washington quote, but it says, Your energy irritates some people's demons. Like that's just the way it is, and I do feel like my energy does that because I don't like being comfortable and people who are comfortable, it kind of irritates them that I'm that way. And I'm like, well, it's not my fucking fault. You don't want to put in the hard work. Like sometimes I do wake up at five o'clock, you know, five thirty, because I have to do that shit. If I want to get that extra time, I manifest everything I want. I remove all fear from that, all jealousy. A lot of people actually envy each other. And it's like, Why? Because you are lazy. You don't want to do the work. And the other person is doing all the shit that you could be doing if you woke up earlier, you know, and there's a saying, if you wake up every day at five o'clock every day, for a whole year you get 30 days back and that's a whole month and i'm not saying i'm
0: perfect fuck off these days i do not wake up at five o'clock but hey at least i try yeah i think a lot of people have this idea that happiness just comes to you without having to work for it but it's actually a lot of hard work and self-reflection and self-work it is
1: trust me there's some days that I'm very fucked off and I'm not happy because we all have those bad days it's normal but if you want to look back at your year and say I spent half of the year being unhappy and just a whole month then what was the point in your life like really like and some people are like I'm gonna work hard and when I retire I'm gonna be happy well really just like all those 40 50 years you spent just working for that one moment no you mm. need to realize you need to live in the moment but also contribute towards your future i feel like we also need to understand everyone's happiness like what does happiness mean to you this is my happiness and i think happiness comes from feeling really good on the inside and you just vibrate happiness (laughs) like you know sometimes after I put my daughter to sleep I come out here and just look at the stars and the moon and fuck that makes me so happy
0: I think that's such an important difference as well with people who do live in the moment like yourself I saw a video online recently and the girl had gotten 60 seconds tattooed on her arm or something because someone had asked her if you only had 60 seconds to live would you be happy with your life Exactly, and it's a constant reminder of that balance between living in the moment but also you know knowing what you want and working towards something that you know will create the life that you want exactly
1: and I feel like that's exactly it. even like growth I feel like that contributes a lot to your happiness Um, Well, to my happiness anyway, like I feel like growing, always reading because if you read and if you spend a lot of time laughing with your friends and learning new things, you actually remove all those stupid bullshit talks in your head. Those small voices, they don't actually exist. It's just your idea of me in your head because you have so much fucking space spare time to sit there and think about me when I'm not thinking about you at all. Like, you know. <laughs> Love it. Um, with the middle, like, in our culture, reputation is very important. Reputation? Who you, who, yeah. So it's who you are, who your family is. Even when you go back to Dubai, what kind of car do you drive? What kind of watch? Who are you? Blah. So if that's part of it. You know, if you get divorced in our culture, it's very shameful. Like, you know, you get talked about. And I'm probably, you know, I've probably been talked about. I know I have, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I don't
0: feel like you'd be someone I, no, no. who would give a shit.
1: <laughs> no, no. I got, you know what? I go to sleep and I'm like, I'm fucking happy. You just insecure because you couldn't do what I'm doing right now. And you so fucking want to do it, you know? And I want to be able in the future to create a community for all those Middle Eastern women, for those refugee ladies who have been divorced or whatever, gone through whatever they have. And, Still be a fucking massive brand or an important brand, and I feel like removing your insecurities because they have a lot of power inside them. But I feel like your insecurities really take over that, and it's all about working on yourself. Like for me, I'm a brand that I'm twenty four seven working on, and it's a fucking expensive brand. But
0: like, you know what? Like, It'll be worth it in the exactly. end. Exactly.
1: I'm like. I'd rather spend that on me and you know what? My daughter's growing up and she's watching me and I want her to be proud of that. That's how I want her to live her life. And I think they kind of forget that. It's like, okay, how do you want your kids to look at you? Because a lot of those kids, their mum and dad are not their superhero. And I'm not saying I will be, but I can fucking try. I can be like, Oh, I did this. And she'll be like, my mom actually had her own life. And In this 21st century, it's important how the way we're changing and evolving, we can't stay the same. It's just not how it works. It's just like the markets. They change every
0: single day. I love how you are able to relate everything back to the financial markets. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's my point is I want to educate women about finance and how to plan. And honestly, I love, you know, like time value of money. It's all about The time because the time is so valuable, you know.
0: I feel like you have a really unique approach to money as well. I
1: do, yeah. Yeah. So I think you know I have a lot of people around me that money means the world to them. Money makes them who they are, and that big fat number defines who they are as well. We don't actually know what your bank account. You could tell me a figure right now, and I wouldn't fucking know. Money is just a number to me, and that number is unlimited. For me, I, you know, I like, yes, sometimes I don't fucking have the cash, but I fucking have my visa. And if I know how to manage that, if I know how not to pay interest, if I know how to do all that, then yeah, I can live, like that. I love the book Think and Grow Rich because it talks a lot about money and how all these different successful people got there. But part of it is actually having a piece of paper or just a journal or a number in your head and looking at that number every single day. Sometimes fucking it's 8 million. Sometimes it's 8 billion. Sometimes it's 86. You know, it just varies. But I constantly say I'm a money magnet and I feel like Everything in life is a service and a number. It's not money. You want to go and have your cup of coffee. Oh, hey, that's $5. You want to have a cocktail. Oh, that's $20, you know? And it's just a number. To me, it's just a number. Money goes and comes. It does not define who you are. And that's like material things, your house and your car, even though I'm all about that and being financial secure more for my daughter than myself, I think. But it it doesn't define who I am. People go through like a rat race and they're completely just trying to save and they forget to live in the moment. And I'm guilty of that. I think I went through a period of that and I had more money than I do now. But I'm like, I'm more fucking happy now.
0: What do you think? are the biggest money mistakes you see women making i think not taking enough
1: risk they're all about saving because they think oh and watching their money every day fucking take risk if you've got a house if you've got a car and you're comfortable use that money to even make it grow a bit more if you invest now something it's definitely going to grow in the future and You don't watch it every day, you invest for the long term and that's how you you just keep planning and if surprises come along the way, well that's what life is about and it's exciting and it's about being able to adapt and I think that's what the markets have taught me. It's just you need to change and every day is different and I'm all about differentiating. That's what the markets also teach you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I loving yeah. these like,
0: little nuggets of like, financial terms. Yeah. And, like, really the
1: market. <laughs> so, you know, in the markets, we all, like, we learn you can't put all your eggs in one basket. That's why you have to differentiate your
0: portfolio. Tell me more about your spirituality side. So you mentioned before that a lot of it is related back to your culture. We have
1: God, who's Allah, you know, mm-hmm. and... I don't know some people it means different things like some people who are Muslim would look at me and say you know what you're not a Muslim because you show parts of your body or this or that some people believe in judgment day and that's what I believe in you know I grew up believing in the Muslim culture some of it is very extreme and I've had to really dig in and just make my own meaning of it you know my mom prays every day and my daughter watches her and that I love that but yeah I do ask myself those questions like if it was judgment day did I live this day how I was was I'm all about kindness so some people might actually find that hard to believe (laughs) because I can be very blunt it's just yeah it's all about having that balance and what what spiritual I guess what it means to you it's just your own definition of everything so I do look up in the sky and I do think there's some something out there Um, and that's I guess my spiritual side it's really the simple things and it's being completely grateful if you're spiritual you have to be grateful and you have to be kind and people who know me on a deeper level they know I'm always about giving and charity and donation and I think my mom has really taught that to us like she's always said the more you have the more you give if we have Eid where we fast and do all that we all have to give her money which she sends back home in Indonesia we had a maid and my mom would be like you can't tell her to bring you water like she always treated her like she was Our own and gave like she was always giving. And so I'm all about balancing that out. And I'm like, okay, am I being strong? Am I being fair? But am I being a bitch or am I being, you know, am I being a bully? So I'm, and that goes back to my daughter as well. Like, I'm like, okay, she needs to watch that. And I don't want people bullying her. So she needs to know she can be strong. But if someone bullies her, she has to tell them, no, you can't do that because that's not kind, you know? But don't let people push you over and just stand there without
0: saying something. Let's talk a little bit about Zaina, mm. your daughter. Oh yeah, my yeah. baby, my <laughs> yeah. sunshine. I love her. How my, yeah. are you instilling all of these values that you want her to have as she's getting older because she's preschool age. At yeah, the moment. she's the, she's at kindy. Mm. Um it's fucking hard and it's so
1: hard now that I'm a single mum, but She's my motivation. I think if I went through what I went through without her in the picture, I'd just be a bum somewhere and just be drinking and forgetting about my life. But I look at her and I'm like, what is she looking at? I want to be her biggest inspiration and actually implementing some of the things that I've had to learn through self therapy they say the first seven years of your life are so important and I like teaching her about all the different emotions. I always ask her every single day, Are you happy? And she'll ask me that. Like someone asked me once, what kind of mum are you? And I'm like, I'm all sorts of mum. I'm you know I'm firm, I'm kind, but I can also be grumpy and you know mean and it's just it's not so much me, but it's about being disciplined. They need to understand that you need to work hard and value things. And I know my parents also sometimes say, you know, you spoil her too much. But I want to do that, you know. So um, she she teaches me to be a kid again and I think that's how I've learned to live in the moment and I want her to look back at her life and make sure that her mum was happy I I think when I first went through my breakup I went through a phase of feeling guilty because I'd go somewhere and the families were together you know and I'd be like oh I feel bad that I took that away from Zaina. but I'm like Actually, I'm a lot happier. I've tried now to also include my ex, where I just kind of, if we have family gatherings, yeah, he can be there. Like Christmas, he was there. And that's because it wasn't so much for me. It was for her, because that made her happy. Yeah, every day is different. It's really just trial and error. Whatever works, works. Um, mm. But I try and teach her about her different emotions, um, making sure that she's happy. Um and, and I also talk to her about money. She actually understands a lot. Like, I actually just talk to her like an adult. Yeah. I really do. I don't put on a fucking baby voice. Or- <laughs> <laughs> um, and... <laughs> i'm just like i'm just gonna talk to you like you're my best friend i love
0: that because i always look at people when they talk to babies and children Mm. i'm like why do you need to talk to them like they're dumb yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) exactly and i actually at one point i started reading a lot and i I remember i called my midwife and i'm like zayna's doing this and this and that and the book says you can't do that and she's like Mm shahad you're fucking googling too much shit and i honestly chucked away all the books everything and i do it by my gut feeling i also teach my daughter like i always she always says to herself "Mummy, i'm gorgeous i'm beautiful <laughs> i love it and that's very important but when she gets to a maybe like in a year Also, I'm going to be like, yes, daughter, you are beautiful, but there's also going to be other girls that are maybe prettier than you. What you offer is your personality, your energy. So I think also actually making her understand that she's my backbone. Like whenever I want to feel lazy or fail or anything, it's just like, oh, someone's watching you, this little sponge that takes, observes everything in, you know. I want my daughter to look at me and fucking feel alive. I don't want her to look at me and look at me. I'm like, my mom looks tired and unhappy and you know, like maybe makeup is not your thing or perfume. I don't know. Going for a walk, just show your kids, teach them about happiness. And the best part to do that is not like showing them be
0: that so they can actually see that knowing the world as it is and how it sometimes treats women do you ever worry about her experiences later on as she gets older of course I'm constantly worrying I'm honestly I'm like did I do that right
1: was that the right thing like but it's just accepting I can't and she's gonna go through different things in life my job as a mother is to adapt as much as I can and to be there to hold her hand i don't want her feeling scared or i don't know like she can't come and tell me anything and that she has to go and talk to her friend or someone who's not gonna really educate her or advise her of the best thing to do I want her to understand this is how I do things. It didn't work out for me. Um, If she comes and tells me an idea, I'll be like, hey, this is not how you do it. But if you want to do it, I want you to try it.
0: And I think you're also giving her the right tools. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
1: I don't know. Some books say I'm not, but I don't give a damn. People go by all these rules and stuff and for me I've completely just taken that out of the picture and I just go by my gut I'm like okay my gut feels right this is what I'm gonna do um yeah and I kind of want my daughter to be that way and I want her to live her life to the complete whatever that means in her own terms or books and I guess when she grows up she'll have her own definition of that Yeah, I'm very grateful for my family because they keep that culture. Even, you know, my older brother, he's like, he's just, he speaks with her in Arabic. Sometimes there's things that he teaches that I don't like, you know, but
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) like, what? (laughs) Special words? Yeah, (laughs) exactly,
1: you know, and like, I'm just like, you know what, that's life. She's going to be exposed to all different things and I kind of just have to go with it go with the flow because you really can't control how your kids turn out you can give them the right tools and the right environment and the rest is up to them i can't control who she's going
0: to hang out with but i can
1: be there to guide her
0: i guess nice yeah. Oh well, um, thank you so much for chatting with me and sharing so much about yourself. No worries. I feel at like all. I've gotten to know you so much more now. Yes, I'm um, an open book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I do hope that people will feel inspired by everything that so you've said, um, because I do think that you have quite a unique and sort of fiery outlook which well, I'm all is, about that <laughs> yeah exactly and I think sometimes people do need to hear that sometimes to remind yeah. themselves of what's important in their lives exactly and I understand that I'm not everyone's cup of tea mm. but
1: hey that's what being different is all about exactly. and yeah thanks for having me
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay we're gonna eat now <laughs> okay see you later Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to not your token minority if you haven't already hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and make sure to follow along on social media just search for not your token minority podcast on facebook and instagram i'm always looking for people to interview as well so if you or someone you know want to have a chat then send me a message at hello at notyourtokenminority.com